You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. Hello, welcome to Sundays at Home with Life Tree. I'm Pastor Dan. Thanks for tuning in today, and I uh, hope everybody's doing okay, having a, a good week. Just wanted to uh, bring you some encouragement this week. Uh, I feel like God gave me a sign, uh, really do, something that, uh, you know, is really, it's powerful, um, just something, uh, Maybe maybe prophetic. I'm not really sure, but uh, I found some. I found sanitizer at Shoprite, and you know, I that's a big deal. You know, maybe the tide is changing. I don't know. I just just wanted to throw that out there for anybody. You know, if you're if you're a little discouraged today, maybe things maybe winds of change are blowing. I don't know. Just wanted to, to get that out there. Hope everybody's doing all right. Um, just want to take some time today to share with you a little bit about more about the heart of who we are as as a church and what we're about. Our mission as a church is to help you grow from root to fruit. If you're anywhere on our website or ever come to a service, you'll see that everywhere. From root to fruit. And it's it can be kind of, you know, sound kind of cheesy maybe or a little bit cliche or, you know, because it, but, you know, it, it rhymes. And so you, you never know. I mean, it does work. Um, but it really isn't just a trite little saying. It's it's actually the heart and soul of who we are as a church. It's what we're about. See, when we've had some storms in our area lately, right, and uh what, what keeps the trees from falling over during these storms, high winds, things like that, is their root system, right? Roots are what really keeps the tree vertical, keeps the tree strong and healthy. And uh, those roots are foundational. It's where trees get their nourishment, their nutrients, right? So everything starts with the roots. Healthy roots, right, in a tree ultimately lead to a healthy tree and healthy fruit. And that's really, though, the ultimate purpose of, of a tree is not just to have deep roots. It's not just to say, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, but it's to be fruitful, to benefit those around it, to be a benefit and a blessing to those in, in, around. And, and if we are, as people, to be like, like the trees planted by these streams of living water, right, then we're supposed to have good and healthy roots, right, a strong foundation. But it's not just about roots. It's, it's roots, and we're supposed to be fruitful as people and displaying all sorts of good things with our lives. And so that's really the essence of what the root to fruit is about, it's, it sort of gives us that pathway of how as we develop the roots of faith and what we believe and, and anchor ourselves in God, that it will result in fruit coming from our lives and that will be people of love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all those good things that, that we would call fruit, things that come from us. And we've got seven core values as a church that sort of guide, they're the guardians uh, right, of, our, of our root system. Uh, if you will, they're, they're sort of like our face masks and our, our hand sanitizer, right? These core values make sure that our roots don't get infected, that they don't get sick, uh, because then it would lead to just bad fruit. Uh, really, if our roots get corrupted, if what we believe is off, if we violate those values in any way, then it can naturally just lead to us producing things in our life that aren't benefiting anybody and they're not any good. Uh, so these seven, these seven values are really the, the core of what make us us. It's really what Life Tree is all about. Um, and so I want to just share those with you over these next few weeks. We're going to look into a deeper dive on, on what our values are, sort of a, a renewing of the values. It's, it's hard to imagine, but it's been 10 years since we started Life Tree Community Church here in Robbinsville. And when we started 10 years ago, we, we, we set these values in place, and they've, they've really been guides for us. And now 10 years later, uh, we find ourselves in a new day, and those values are still just as important as ever. And we felt like it was just helpful. We, even last year, we planned on doing this. I don't know if we planned on doing it now, but we planned on spending some time 
just renewing those values and saying, what does it mean, what do those values mean now in 2020, and especially in, in light of the current situation that we find ourselves in, right? What, what are these values? How do they continue to shape, inform, and, and guide our, our day and, and who we are as people? And so uh, we're going to share those values with you. And, and the values aren't just words. It's not like just a single word, you know, truth or love or, or, or goodness or anything like that. You know, we, we try to we make them phrases. And I find phrases like root to fruit are much more portable, easy to remember, uh, and, and we can attach sort of a little more meaning to them. And in, adi- in addition to that, we also do an image. We'll put some sort of picture around it just to tell a story, to kind of bring life and, and, and breadth to what uh, the value is all about. And the question we need to ask is, how can those values help keep us healthy now in this season of life, right? And so we're going to start with the first one. It comes from a very, very relevant passage of Scripture we find in the book of uh, Lamentations. Lamentations was written by a man named Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah was known as the uh, weeping prophet. He's a guy who cried a lot, uh, a lot like Pastor Kevin. And uh, in there... Jeremiah is lamenting here, his book of Lamentations. It's a, a lament. It's a sad bit of poetry where he's, he's really weeping over the destruction of, of his beloved city, Jerusalem, as the Babylonians have come in and they're destroying it. The, the, uh, the, the Israelites have been uh, captured by them and Babylon is, is in charge. And now so uh, the city is being destroyed and Jeremiah is just crying his eyes out. And so he just begins to write a lament. And that's what this whole book is about. It's a lament of the fall of this mighty city. And it's interesting because he writes it as an acrostic. So each chapter starts with a different letter of the, the Hebrew alphabet. And uh, it's very, very interesting. He starts with a lef, and, uh, which is the first letter in the, Jewish, in the in Hebrew alphabet, and then he, and he moves on to the end. And so he's literally crying from A to Z. That's what he's doing here. And he's writing this out. But within it, because we're not just going to study a book that's just all sad. Within it, we find these glimmers of, of hope, rays of sunshine. Right? There's these moments that burst through of, of there's hope in here and, and, and things like that. And it's one of those that I really want to zero in on uh, today, especially our first one. It's Lamentations chapter 3, verse 20. And we read this. It says, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Does it sound like he wrote that today? I mean, he could be writing that right now, right? Couldn't he be writing that today? I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. So just a couple of thoughts for you as we, as we read through that. I mean, one, first of all, I will never forget this awful time. Guess what? We're never going to forget this awful time. Are you going to forget it? I, I'm, no, I'm definitely not. I'm not going to forget the fact that I'm sitting here preaching to my phone instead of all of you wonderful people, right? This is just this is crazy. I will never forget this. I'm never going to forget you know, what the, the feeling is like when you walk into a supermarket and everybody's got masks on and you're hearing the loudspeaker say, Hello, shoppers. Please maintain a six-foot social distancing. You know, it's, it's, it's creepy. It's weird. I'm never going to forget that. I'm never going to forget seeing the streets so empty. And, you know, I'm never going to forget the look on uh, people's faces when, when you get near them, right? It's just odd. And I'm never going to forget this time. There's so many things we're never going to forget. 
Right? So I want to ask you, know, think about that. What are you, you going to take away from you from this time? What, what are you going to remember? You remember being stuck at home, not being able to go anywhere. You know, and, and it's not just that you're not going to forget this awful time, but we're grieving over our losses, he says. I'm never going to forget this time as I grieve over my losses. We've lost. We've lost all sorts of stuff. We've lost school years. We've lost sports seasons. We've lost jobs. Some have lost loved ones. We've lost a lot. We've lost celebrations together. We've lost a... Uh, for some, has been a loss of innocence for some of our children, a loss of, of peace, a loss of sort of this opportunity to be together, a loss of things. And it's why lamenting is so necessary. It's part of the process. We've talked about this, that we are grieving right now. We're grieving loss, loss of togetherness, loss of life as we knew it. It's, it's definitely a time where we're going through those stages of grief and just wrestling with it. And it's, and it's terribly important that we lament. It's very important that we take Jeremiah's model here and do that. But I just, I'm so encouraged because Jeremiah didn't stay there. He didn't just say, oh, woe is me, and that's it, and he's just going to sit in the dust. That's it. No, he, he moves on. He says, but yet I still dare to hope when I remember that. I still dare to hope. And that word dare just jumps off the page at me. I don't know if it does for you, but I dare to hope. There's something about daring, right, that word that's, There's a measure of courage that's required and bravery because it's hard and it's uncommon and it's difficult. And he says, yet I'm going to dare. I'm going to find I'm going to find the strength I need to stand up to face this. And I am going to dare. I'm going to in the face of everything that says I shouldn't. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to dare to hope. Wow. Like like, wow. What what is it? What is it that gives him such courage to hope? I mean, why, why, why can Jeremiah... His city is being destroyed as he speaks. There's no hope. There's nobody coming to the rescue. There's, there's nothing imminent. Why is Jeremiah, in the middle of all this lamenting, why is he saying, yet I'm still going to hope? What's the cause of his hope? Here we go. You ready for this? The cause of his hope is our first core value. It's the very first thing that we have established as a church that this is what our church is anchored on. This is the the foundational root system of our church. And it's this, that today is a new day. Today is a brand new day. That's why he hoped. Wait, what? He was just hoping because today is a new day? Because today looks a lot like yesterday. Doesn't look a whole lot different than maybe what tomorrow is going to look like. So, what's so special about today, Pastor Dan? Why in the world is Jeremiah hoping just because it's a new day? Well, I think we need to understand what it means that it's a new day. Why is a new day so important and so powerful? What's what's in a new day? See, there's two different types of new. We talked about this back in the beginning of the year. It's a year of something new, right? That there's two different types of of, of new. There's the new, like a new shirt. Right, it's a it's it's this shirt. Now I got another one, so it's it's this shirt. So it's the same kind, just new in quality, but it's the same it's it's the same thing, just a newer version of this one. And then there's a new, which is altogether different. It's a it's never been before. It's a brand new shirt. There's never been one like it. It's a brand new day. So there's days that are just like every other days, but then there are days right that has never been like this before. You've never had this day before. This is a brand new day. There's never been one like it. There never will be one like it ever again. This is a unique. It's special, right? And this is that second kind. That's why we chose the image of a sunrise, right? It it symbolizes that this is a brand new day. Listen, you have never lived in this day before. I have never lived in this day. None of us have lived in this day before. This is uncharted territory for humanity. 
We've never been here before. It's a brand new day. So, but that's not it. It's not just because it's new. It's not just because it's new that he was hoping. Because, hey, new couldn't, it could be new but worse. It could be new but more painful. And it kind of feels that way. It could be new and terrible. So why was Jeremiah saying, I'm daring to hope just because it was a new day? And here's what he continues to reveal to us. He says, because it's a new day, and I know that in every new day, guess what? The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies are new every morning. His love is new every day. The love of God is new today. And just, oh, we can experience God's love in this new day in ways we could not experience it yesterday. See, today we have an opportunity to know God and His love for us in brand new ways, in ways we couldn't know yesterday. See, His love is looked maybe like patience. Love is patient, so we can know the patience of God in ways today that we couldn't know yesterday. Anybody losing your temper? Anybody getting frustrated? Anybody had enough? You're getting on your, your nerves, right? We would talk about this. It's just a time of, of intense... Right, concentrated time with each other, and it's it's tough to we let that stuff out. And guess what? We are being shown patience by God and by others in ways that we were not, we didn't need before. And it's a way of God showing His love to us in brand new ways today. We've been seeing kindness in ways we've never seen before. I've had so many people calling me, asking me how I'm doing, more than I've ever had before in my life, and it's great. I appreciate it. I'm so grateful for it. Um, I've never had that many people ask me how I'm doing. Right? And it's ways of, it's, it's, I'm seeing the love of God through you, through others as, as you reach out. Right? I'm understanding, experiencing the love of God in a brand new way in this day that I couldn't experience yesterday. It's something new. It's a brand new. I'm experiencing the protection of God in new ways. We all are. Because this was not a threat that existed a few months ago. This is something new. And so we're finding the protection of God, the provision of God. Right? We're finding the, the manna, the, the, the miraculous things that God is giving us in brand new ways. The love of God in ways we never could before. In this new day, it's an opportunity for the love of God to be revealed to us in brand new ways. His blessings are new today. We're experiencing the blessings of God in ways that he was not available yesterday. Some of you are gaining perspective that you never had before. That's the love of God being shown. It's a blessing. You're under, we're understanding things about the world. We're, we're understanding love for each other in new ways. We're understanding faith in new ways. Right? We're understanding compassion for others in new ways. God is doing things. We've gained so much in this, so many blessings. We've gained rest in this season. Rest unlike we've ever had rest before. Right? Some, are, some, some of you are still going crazy and still working hard. And we appreciate all those who are essential and continuing to do those things. But in this season, we've never had nights at home like this. We have dinner every night as a family. What are we doing tonight, Pinky? You know, same thing we're doing every night, right? We're trying to take over the world. No, we're, we're, we're as our families together every night. What a gift. How, we've got this gift of, and it's the love of God, right? The gift of time, home, right? This is what God is giving us. We've gained a sense of togetherness. And there are people that when you walk down the street, there's this sense of camaraderie. Yeah, I mean, it's awkward. People don't want to talk. They're kind of scared. They don't know what to say sometimes. But there's this sense of camaraderie that we're all in it together globally. I'm calling people around the world. I was on the phone today with missionaries from, from Scotland and from 
all, all different parts of the world. I've talked to people from Mexico, and guess what? We're all in the same boat. We've been talking to our missionaries in Cambodia and, and in other places in the world, Bangladesh. Like, we're in this together. There's this great just gift that God has given us. We're incredibly connected. His love is being renewed for us, being, being revealed to us in brand new ways. So a new day means a new way for God to show us love. And not only that, not only that, it says his mercy is new every morning. Not only his love, but his mercy. Now, in case we're curious what mercy is, right? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. See, grace is a gift. It's the good that you didn't deserve. So when you get something you didn't deserve, that's a grace. You're getting a gift. Grace comes from the word charis. And and charis is a gift. So you're getting a gift that you didn't deserve. That's grace. Mercy is not getting which, oh, you you deserve this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to relent. That's mercy. See, God gives us grace and mercy, and he gives it to us in new ways every single day. So this is a new way, a brand new opportunity for us to experience the mercy of God in ways we never could before. Because I know I need his mercy because I'm deserving of more now than I was last week or the week before because I'm getting more impatient and more frustrated or I'm getting more despondent or whatever it might be, right? I need God's mercy in new ways. It reminds me of a poem. I heard it first from my dad and then uh, it, it, eventually he used to share it. I don't, I don't even know who wrote it, but it's always stuck with me. When I was a kid, I remember hearing my dad preach this message, and this poem, and it, would, it started like this. It's about a little boy. It says, he came to my desk with a quivering lip. The lesson was done. Have you a new paper for me, dear teacher? I've spoiled this one. And I took his sheet, all soiled and blotted, and gave him a new one, all unspotted. And into his tired heart I cried, Do better now, my child. It says, I came to the throne with a trembling heart. The day was done. Have you a new day for me, dear master? I've spoiled this one. He took my day all soiled and blotted, and he gave me a new one, all unspotted. And into my tired heart he cried, Do better now, my child. See, that's mercy. That's mercy. And I can experience, and we can all experience, the mercy of God in brand new ways today, in ways that we couldn't experience it in any other time. I just, it stands out to me that God is so good that in each new day he gives us grace and he gives us love in new ways. So that's the benefit of a new day. Jeremiah, why are you daring to hope? Because it's just a new day, because every new day is an opportunity to get love. Because every new day is an opportunity to see the mercy of God in brand new ways. So what? So what? So how do we find that new life? How do we find that for us right now? See, the worst thing that we could do right now, the worst thing that we could be doing right now, is to say these days are, are, are the same old, same old, that there's nothing new, that there's nothing good coming from this, that this is, this is wasting time, and I just want it to be over. We are despising the days. And if we despise the days, then we are disregarding the potential of revealing, of, of experiencing the love and the mercy of God in brand new ways that can only be found in this season. See, today is a new day, and each day is a gift. You have never had this. God says, hey, listen, 
Every day is a gift from God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. So if God gave me this day, I can rejoice. I can dare to hope in it because I know his love and his mercy will be made new in this day. So here's, here's, here's just a couple practical things we can do. One, just stop looking back. Stop looking back. You can't go back. Back to the way it was. Back to normal. Listen, we can't go back. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we don't want to. We wouldn't want to go back. I don't want to go back to being too busy to walk with my family around the block. And I don't want to go back to being too busy to thanking and noticing the teenage cashier. I don't want to go back to putting off checking in on my old friends and saying how they're doing. And I don't want to go back to being too busy to have real phone calls with people who I know need to talk. And I don't want to go back to getting angry because, you know, somebody cut me off or uh, the waiter forgot to bring me ketchup or bring me a refill. I don't want to go back to that sense where I was so pushed to the limit because I was so consumed with doing that I forgot about being. I don't want to go back to that. Brene Brown is an author and uh, she wrote a book called Daring Greatly, among others. And she recently posted a quote that it's powerful. It says this, We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal, other than that we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. I just love that idea, like a, like a new shirt. God is making us something new in this day. This is a new day, and it's a new opportunity to redefine who we are, to rediscover who we are. And we don't want to go back. It's like the children of Israel wandering. You, you don't want to go back to Egypt. God, that was slavery. Yes, it was familiar, but it wasn't better. What God has for us is up ahead. We need to stop looking back We've been given the gift of a new day with new perspective. People are finding faith and trust and hope in God in new ways in this season. They're finding compassion and love in new ways. New ways of, of giving and of being kind. So we need to live. Here it comes, right? We need to live in the present. Live in the present. See, that's, there's two parts to that. See, each day, each new day is a present. It's a gift to you. Right? God wants to give you grace. So here's your gift. Right? Here's your present. Here's your gift. Today is a new day. Here's your present. Right? But each new day is also the present. So live in it. No looking back. No looking forward. Just live in this moment. Live in this moment. Refuse to waste each day. God, I'm so grateful that today is a brand new day. I can find your love in new ways. It's a gift to me. And I'm going to live in it. Dare to hope. We said this was going to be a year of something new. That God was going to guide us through wastelands and wildernesses. Boy, have those verses taken on a new meaning or what? I mean, seriously. Walking through wildernesses and wasteland. That's where we are. And God promised, I'm going to do. We got it up there right there. Something new. Rivers in the wasteland. Pathways through the wilderness. God is going to do this. I'm never going to forget this awful time. As I grieve over my loss, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. 
The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Would you pray with me as we close today? Heavenly Father, today we thank you for your great love for us. For the gift that each day is. Lord, and I ask that you would teach us to appreciate and value, to embrace every day that we have. To not despise them, but to recognize that you have good in them. That today is a brand new day and that's a gift to us. And though we may not understand the purpose of each day, that we can trust that in them we'll find your love in brand new ways. We'll find your grace in brand new ways. Right? God, that you will continue to reveal your mercy to us each and every morning. We pray along with the writer of Thessalonians that with all these things in mind, may we stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teaching that has been passed on to us. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope. God, may you comfort us and strengthen us in every good thing we do and in every good thing we say. It's in your wonderful name we pray. Amen. God bless you, church. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, or if you'd like to connect with us online, just visit wearelifetree.com.